Welcome to What's Your Hustle. In this episode, I am joined by the founder of El Mero Mero, an Edmonton-born food truck and restaurant. Arturo and I chat about his journey of a dream that started in Mexico and has grown into a hub of food, community, and culture. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle, El Mero Mero, with my guest, Arturo. Hey listeners, it's Halima with What's Your Hustle, and I'm here with a brand new episode. I'm here with Arturo Ramirez, who is the founder of El Mero Mero. How are you, Arturo? I'm good. What about you? I'm good, I'm good. We're recording this at the end of April, so it's getting a little warmer, which is great. I think you guys are loving it because your food trucks are coming out. I this I know. It's so exciting. Where did the inspiration from El Mero Mero come from? Well, I mean, I always love, um, like, street food. And um, and I, <clears throat> me and my best friend back in Mexico, we always, we actually had a, a, a little restaurant down, back down there. But then um, we knew that it was going to be just for, like, a little bit because I was living here in Canada. Uh, but we said that, like, at some point, Hopefully, when we can be in the same country, <clears throat> we can open a open a street food business. And then I I got the love for food trucks, kind of like over here when I start seeing all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and th- so then so then I was like, okay, I I want to combine that the food truck part of it with the Mexican street food. So then uh, yeah, so then that's kind of like how how I got that inspiration. And we uh, the reason. Why I said we, I guess, <laughs> kind of like just came out of uh, out of me because um, yeah, that was like um, something that I wanted to do with my best friend. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, he um, he wasn't able to be part of it as uh, he passed away. Mm. So, <clears throat> but basically, I always keep it as like he is still is part of it, and uh, it's part like part of it is is him, and uh, everything I kind of like counted as like he's part of it. His legacy lives within the the business, right? The Amarero, the food trucks, the restaurant. When you came from Mexico, was it Edmonton that you settled in? So the first, so I actually first started in uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, for my sister, my sister came kind of like in a internship uh, with the school, and then she liked it. She decided to stay, and then um, yeah, one time she told me that if she well, if I ever thought about Canada and. Um, she was like, I can try to get you with a friend uh, to give you um, a work permit and see if you like it. And then so then I did. And I mean, there's uh, that's like 14 years ago. And now, mm. <laughs> now after I stayed for like about like two years and a half in Toronto. And then after I moved here to, uh, to Edmonton. Yeah. And then I've been here for 12 years or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And Edmonton is home, which is... Which is nice to have like a base and I think the beautiful thing about Edmonton is we love our food. For sure, it's true. There's no shortage of food in Edmonton. So the inspiration of the city itself is is phenomenal for that. It is, for sure. How and when did you know you wanted or needed to open up the restaurant? Because the restaurant, I think, is fairly new. It opened up in 2022. Yeah, so we... <clears throat> we started with a food truck, which was um, three, almost three years ago now, uh, our first season, and then, um, yeah, I don't know, we, we wanted to see how that goes, and uh, again, obviously based on uh, Mexican food, and and, uh, and yeah, so we were um, 
successful with it and uh, and it was great and people was uh, really supporting us the, all the support and everything we were able to open a second food truck which that was the the plan was actually just opening a second food truck which um it's actually a, it used to be a school bus and now we modify it to a food truck but uh when we found this big place where we have the restaurant now um we decided to also open a front store which is the restaurant as well so then um yeah so then that's why we we had the opportunity and yeah we went just i guess all in <laughs> for for the restaurant and then now so we have the restaurant and the two food trucks now rolling mm-hmm. and, uh, and yeah and that's kind of like how how we're doing it yeah which is beautiful to see expansion we love expansion especially you know, for a Mexican restaurant in Edmonton, bringing culture and food together. It's just, it's a testament of your hustle and growing and like the people that you work with, which is incredible. It's true though, yeah, I think that, and I mean, the one thing that I always say about that is that um, it's also, everything is happening because of the community. Like it's, um, they've been supporting us a lot and um, yeah, I don't know if you, no, but we kind of like have that program of like giving back to our community. Yeah. And so that's what we're all about. We're all about community. And we are uh, basically what I always say. And I mean, I always win pace community. Um, I just always like supporting. And um, yeah, I, I just like to be grateful, I guess, mm-hmm. for what we all get a chance to do. And, um, and yeah, so we donate a bit of... Um, percentage of our total sales of the restaurant the food trucks to uh different charities so kind of like people suggested and then uh we get a bunch of it and then we just um pick one and then but every month we have different ones and uh yeah so it's been it's been pretty nice to be able to to give a little bit back to uh to some places that uh do some yeah such an amazing like things for for the community and and also we did this because one to educate also ourselves but also educate the community mm-hmm. into like how many different how we will say like charities like i guess like resources are available for people like there's actually so many times that i'm like uh we're reading these um suggestions of charities and i'm like oh i didn't even know that yeah. we have that um that here in Edmonton, right and it's like it's awesome to to learn everything that we have um, accessible here here in Edmonton, and it's pretty nice. It feels really good to see that there's just so much so much help around. Speaking of community, within your own community, growing up in Mexico, what role did food play in your life while growing up? Well, it was a huge part of it. It's, um, uh, Mexican culture is like all about cooking. Yes, <laughs> um, in that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we see it with, like, our moms, like, it's, like, they love cooking and, and they love feeding everybody and, um, and I don't, I just think that we, we were lucky to have so much diversity of food in, um, yeah, when growing up that, um, yeah, I don't know, I feel like our, our, our cuisine is, is really extensive and I love being able to bring that to, to, to some other places that, that uh, unfortunately we don't have it as, as much as accessible yeah. and, uh, and it's awesome yeah I don't know I just love food and I think that like it's just <laughs> it's just something that who doesn't love like good food right yeah so, uh, yeah I like like yeah 
kind of food is, is it has their special part of it and and we just wanted to 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 bring a little bit of our of our Mexican food here. Yeah. Speaking of food, it sounds like it represents community and love, family, yeah. tradition. For sure, I think that like you basically uh, you got it right there. Um, yeah, I feel like community, like I said, we just want to bring like the best experience possible for people to kind of like be when they cross the door into the restaurant that are like in Mexico for a little bit, and um, and then when you say like love, like yeah, of course we love what we do. We love uh, taking care of of people. Mm-hmm. We love uh, giving them a good time and. And again, we love supporting back to the community that is supporting us, right? So, yeah, um, yeah and then tradition as well, right? So we, one of the things that we are, I guess, proud and that we always uh, stand for is like authenticity. So um, I would say about 70 to 80% of our items in the restaurant are like actually brought right from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the, the way we're cooking the meat, uh, in certain specific pots that, so uh, corporate pots that you can actually know even buy here uh, that I actually have to brought, uh, bring from, from Mexico. Yeah. So little things like that that I always say, like, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it right, and I have to do it with, like, the right the right way. Because, yeah. I mean, of course, you can cook with, what, like, a lot of people ask me, like, well, you can just cook with this other pot. And I'm like, I, I, I agree you can. But I'm like, the funny thing is, like, even just that copper pot gives a different flavor to the meat. Yeah. And just like do it in a uh, pot, right? So like, mm-hmm. there's a little things that like maybe other places are not focusing on, and that's why we are proud. And also, we we say that we always bring uh, authenticity to it. Yeah, which is beautiful, and I think you can you can taste the difference. It's funny because I mean, like some people might don't know because maybe they don't they are, they don't know exactly the difference. But but if you grow up with food, you know. Properly, yes. Yeah, that's that's the important part, I feel. Yes. The taste of charcoal is so important in in anything. It's delicious. It brings all, it's true. It brings all the juices out in all of your dishes. It's basically another ingredient. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, some people don't think that it's important, but (laughs) it's like probably the most important part of it. Absolutely. Where do you draw inspiration from for your dishes? I know that you have some of the greatest chefs and they're so fun. And your dishes are different. Like I, I've had the flan and I've had like different desserts. So where do you guys draw the inspiration from? Um, I mean, a lot of it is going to be from like back home. Um, yeah, kind of like we, we are from Mexico City, so the one thing that I gotta say about Mexico City is, is, is uh, I mean, every other um, state of Mexico is great, and, I, and every single state has like a little bit of like different cuisine. But the awesome thing about Mexico City is that like everything gets into it. So, mm-hmm. so basically, our dishes are kind of like um, everything from other states are kind of like coming. Everything, all the ingredients and all the flavors come from these other like states, and then we just kind of like combine that and we make that into bringing it to everything right so then so that's like kind of like our, our draw like the dishes are bringing exactly from like the mexico city mm-hmm. and the actual if you go to a market in mexico city that's what you can 
that's the taste and kind of like the presentation of the dish that you're going to be getting, right? So yeah. that's kind of what we're trying to, trying to, uh, yeah, to present here mm-hmm. for everybody. Like you said, when, when, you know, when we come to the restaurant, you want us to be transported to Mexico City because a lot of 100%. the time... Yeah, a lot of the time, you know, we can't go there or, or you know, whatever, for whatever reason. And, for sure. And to have, and especially for you, to have a little bit of home away from home yeah. is so 100%. important in food. When running a business and balancing creativity and family, it can take a toll on your mental health. How do you care for your own mental health and wellness? That's something I'm actually working on right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's really hard, and it's a great question, and it's um, it's something that I'm learning to be mm-hmm. honest. Still, it's um, it's really really hard job. Yeah. It is, uh, uh, and I mean, it's funny because I mean, I've been in this industry for fifteen plus years, and I've been in like managing people for maybe like probably twelve of those years, but it just it's just different, <laughs> and it's yeah. just so much, so much thing that I learn literally every day, and uh, and one of it is is that is the um, yeah how to manage mental health. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I know that I love is um, exercising. Um, I used to do CrossFit like really, I was really passionate about it, and I used to like love it. And I know that I love it. I just keep having that excuse of I can, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did hit to me really hard when it was like the COVID and that you couldn't go anywhere and all that. And like kind of like from there, yeah. I stopped and then life got busy and then and then basically kind of like just quit it since then. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been, uh, and I know that I want to go back and I just keep putting that situation of like I'm busy, I'm busy. Yeah. But, but basically, my stress relief is going to exercise. Yeah. So then, like, I kind of, like, forget about uh, everything because I don't have my cell phone with me. I right. Don't have anything. And that's, it's, like I said, it's funny that you're asking this because it's literally next week I'm planning to, to go back into it. Yeah. And because I knew and I just remember that that was, that was me. Like, that's just, that's where I throw my stress and where I yeah. kind of, like, clear my head and, like, yeah, it just make it just helps my mind. Right. Um, it does just to like completely be gone of it, and that yeah. time is just for me. And mm-hmm. so I think that like focusing into yourself, uh, that's kind of like the best way to to work on that. And um, and that's what I'm saying. So I'm working yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, in terrible at it uh, <laughs> because I've been taking care of everybody and everything and. Mm-hmm. and person I'm taking care of is myself and, yeah. uh, and obviously I, I know that I and I mean my wife always um, gets mad at me because <laughs> already because like how you how you're gonna be taking care of people when you are not taking care of yourself like yeah. that last and yeah. 100% I agree um, yeah. is yeah it just gets difficult but but I think that is like super important to that, 100%. Absolutely. Do you think that, um, you know, as a man of color, that there's still a stigma behind mental health and specifically men talking about mental health? 
Or do you think it's getting you know better? What? I mean, there, there is, 100%. I mean, there is. There is, but there's no... Yeah, I know. I mean, I think that that's kind of like getting into the past now. And, yeah. And maybe, or maybe more like accepting that it's actually a thing. You know, I, I, I gotta say that 100%, I, I probably even myself be like, that's no... Yeah. That's no... That's, that's not no, important. That's no, that doesn't yeah. happen to me. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, that's not for us, like, yeah. ever, but... But yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I guess when you when you get to a level of stress, because I have got to that level of stress where you're like, like you know it's affecting you. Mm-hmm. You know it's not. It, it is actually real, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it sucks to have to like it sucks to have to get to that point sometimes. Right. But I actually realize that um actually it's a thing. Mm. But I feel like that was probably for me when like. I knew that I needed to do something about it or like kind of like what I was trying to like deny it, deny it, deny it until like I was like, oh yeah, I just can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, I was like, like I, it is a thing and I really need to do something about that yeah. for my, you know I mean? And, and I feel like a lot of that is still, there is out there for sure, a lot of stigma that is not, not a thing, but it's, but I feel like there is way more acceptance now of like people realizing that that's a thing and that's something that is important to take care of. Right. And I agree with you, and I think that that's also about, like, growing as a human being, right? And into your emotional intelligence of... It is. Yeah, your wife is right. Like, how do you... You can't take care of others if you can't take care of yourself. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, it's true. I, again, it's, it's, it's hard sometimes when you realize it, but it's true. Like, mm-hmm. it's, but it's nice when you realize it, because then now you actually try to... You can make a plan Yes. To, to fix that and then yeah. just to feel way better you know what I mean like yeah. with yourself like, and like I don't know the way that my wife says like if you take care of yourself then you're gonna be able to take care of even more people because you are because you feel good you, right you, you you can think better and I'm like yeah I guess that's true you're like right now you still have like that cloud in the back and it doesn't yeah. make you like think more yeah when like you get that stress relief and your brain kind of like relaxes and after you can maybe focus better, you mm-hmm. know, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you and the team maintain morale when you're continuing to build on goals that you have for El Nero Mero? Um, I mean, we, we love to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we have a really good time, I feel, uh, at the restaurant and the food trucks. Like, one of the things that I focus so much into the restaurant it's, uh, actually was that I wanted an open kitchen and the reason why is because a lot of the restaurants I have worked and that exist still um, the kitchen is in the back right so it's like there's no windows there is no view to the guest like, there's, there's nothing you like when you get into the building uh, especially let's say in winter like you get in there when it's dark and then you get out and it's dark mm-hmm. so, you, but, so it's just like a cube but then so with this one having an open kitchen is like one you can see the guest mm-hmm. uh, you can see if it is sunny if it is uh, raining if it is snowing if, like the light is funny but like light makes you your mood is completely different like yeah. if you are able to see that there is like a the sun outside, even if the sun is not coming into you, yeah. when you're like, it's a sunny day, look, your brain is completely different and you're just in a cube that you cannot see 
than what's happening outside. Like, yeah. So I wanted that. I was like, I need to focus on that. And I was like, I always wanted an open kitchen. So I was like, it's an open kitchen. People, and yeah, like people can see everything that is happening. So I love that part of it. So it's tra- transparency. So people can see what we're doing with their food. And, and not because like people will think that like we're spitting on the food or, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Nothing like that. But it's just, I feel like that is also like us being honest with them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Everything is authentic. Yeah. You can look over here what we have. Like you can see the big tortilla machine we brought from Mexico that is not just me saying it to the radio. Like I actually like have it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can see how we're actually cooking all the food. Like every, like everything. And, and again, like for the morale for the people is like, just the mood itself is mm-hmm. just like so they're able to see everything that's what's going on and that is a massive massive yeah. difference let's say with like with a closed kitchen you know what I mean that yeah um yeah and I think that that brings it to like people being happy and just like in a good mood and then just jumping around and yeah so yeah it makes it feel much more like a family right because we're all together 100 percent, and I think that we we kind of like do treat ourselves like that. Like we, we like to, yeah, like to help each other. Like to, like they know they don't just like hang out in the restaurant. They like they like a lot of them. They just like hang out outside of it. Like they become yeah. Like we all become kind of like a family all together with it. Yeah. Yeah. Of that. Amazing. What story do you want to tell through your restaurant and the food created by the chefs? We want to. Like I said, one, I wanted to bring that, um, yeah, that dream that I had with my best friend to do, uh, to open that um, Mexican street food. Um, so that was a big part of it that I wanted to do that. Um, but a big message, I guess, just we want to express or show a little bit of like what Mexico has to offer and what... Um, like even educate some people into like in actual real Mexican food so um it's funny I mean some like some people will come in and say like hey um you don't have nachos and we're like yeah we're like nachos we actually don't have because um basically nachos were made in Texas which is a Tex-Mex and yeah and, uh, so that is not an actual Mexican item. Uh, so I'm like, we are focusing here into actually making like real actual Mexican food. Mm-hmm. And we're, so that's why we're not promoting that type of food. And the same with like, for example, queso fundido. A lot like is melt like realistically like the exact translation of that is like melted cheese. Yeah. And it's exactly just that it's melted cheese, and you can even choose it with chorizo or whatever. But like when people order that, there's been a, I mean people I feel like now. If they got educated about it. Yeah. But they were expecting that nacho cheese, like, kind of like... The, the orange cheese yeah. that you and get, I, yeah. And they're like, oh, like, what is this? And I'm like, that's that's what, like, that's a real queso fundido, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, things like that are, like, people... There's some people who doesn't know that, right? And I mm-hmm. think that, like, people is actually loving that, that we, we don't come across to say, like, hey, you, like, you don't know anything. Like, right. It's the other way, like, people is loving it because we're explaining it, like, kind of, like, the actual difference about it. Yeah. And and it's funny, and there's some people who actually know that, because obviously Canadians and that they travel everywhere in yeah. Mexico, too, and they come and order that, and they're like, oh, like, this is the first place that we come and actually we get <laughs> what we 
get in Mexico. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, actually, it's true, right? Like, yeah. Like, queso fundido, you're actually, like, selling the queso fundido or little things like that, right? So, which is really nice to, yeah, to hear from people that are like, oh, like, this is awesome. Like, it tastes exactly the same as the food that we eat when we go back yeah. down in Mexico or whatever. It's like that. So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, um, the chef, which is Alfonso, he he's he's been cooking all his life and he's super passionate about it and um yeah he's he's just really passionate about the food and he he loves creating and and bringing those flavors back into and represent it just kind of like i feel like it makes him so proud to be able to to bring that flavor that he knows how it tastes and actually being able to bring it here yeah so yeah i just it's just funny sometimes like when he orders like some specifics and like it sometimes it's pretty hard to find and then like we finally are able to get even just for like a future for the weekend yeah you can think he's just like out of the moon like like <laughs> you actually can do it yeah right? like just it's just it's just funny right but it's awesome it's just so nice to to see that passion in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in that wants to that wants to make other people happy with Yeah, and the beautiful thing is, like, you know, you're not filtering your food. And and that's great that you mentioned that, like, that. that's what it's said on them, because I do believe that's true, like, like, you see that with other restaurants as well, that are, like, from different countries that are, like, trying to push it into, like, their actual real food, too, like, not just, like, um, not just, like, what people know, Mm -hmm. like, like, what people don't know, which I think that that's actually awesome because they'll actually get to try something that you, unless you go to that country, you're not ever going to try. It, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I think that that's actually super, super bang on, like you said, that like Edmonton is kind of like really focusing into that with everything, with yeah. every business. Okay. Yeah. A unique thing about El Maromero in the restaurant itself you also highlight local Edmonton vendors, such as Naya, a vendor known for their Mexican artisanal crafts. Why is it important for you to give back to specifically like Mexican Latinx community in that way? I just feel like I want to post same thing as like what is available Latin ways. Um, we're no trying to say like if you're not Latin, we're not allowing you to sell your stuff. Yeah. But we wanna also show that there's so much other Latin um, awesome things in the community that uh, that maybe people don't even know about, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's why, like, since the beginning, I always wanted kind of like a little market shelf right there, and and that's what we always say, like, we wanted to have like. Yeah, like vendors from um, from the community that wanna come and put their their stuff there, so then people can come and and uh, yeah and learn about them. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's important to yeah. I wanna I wanna make sure that the Latin community know that I wanna help them too. Yeah, sharing in the wealth of knowledge and what you have, right? Hundred percent. As the Latin and Latinx community grows within Edmonton, what message do you want to share with not just the Latin and Latinx community, but with creatives, business owners, entrepreneurs, 
uh, of similar cultural backgrounds and of people just starting out in any business? Well, I want to say, <laughs> yeah, that is a really, yeah, especially in entrepreneurs and new business and new ideas and kind of like starting up um, to to be patient, <laughs> to, to take everything in and always be be open for for new ideas and especially for uh, advice from anyone and from anywhere um, even the little littlest thing of advice can be make a massive difference for you and and also like if you yeah if you are really passionate about it you have to go all in for it and understand that it's gonna be all in yeah <laughs> and it be a lot of work and don't be afraid for it like don't be afraid for for a lot of work and yeah yeah but you'll see it pays off it, it pays off and and that's what it's all about is that yeah. when you when you get that community happy and that guest saying i love it that's when it like that's what is paying off your your all your hard work and mm -hmm. Everything that all that stress that you went through and that you uh, yeah that sometimes it's really hard to manage. That's where it pays off, and that's where you see that like you actually are making the difference. Yeah. If I'm a first time customer in your restaurant, what should I order? Um. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of the things that I gotta say is um, our top seller is uh, Iberia, which. Um, Everybody loves, I, oh. I love, and all that stuff. Yeah. And, um, so, that is a great dish for sure. One of the things that we're really proud of, or like the one that I really focus a lot into authenticity was the pastor, mm. which uh, is the one that is cooked in a spit, mm -hmm. in a gyro. And um, basically, it's, uh, we serve it in like the small tortilla, right? How like we serve in Mexico City instead of like the big tortilla. Mm -hmm. um, about food is try everything the thing about the restaurant is i also love the atmosphere especially the music Arturo, what are your top five songs right now uh, uh <laughs> i will say probably maybe it's easier if i say my gender because like the sure. name is like but like salsa i love salsa yeah uh, really really good in songs i really do like i like mariachi music that's mm. awesome i yeah. enjoy it. really like your Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where can the listeners find El Mero Mero, both in restaurant and the food truck schedule? Yeah, so the restaurant is uh, yeah, just located on um, 156th Street and basically almost with Yellowhead, like really close to the casino. Uh, the food trucks um, were everywhere, so the easiest way to find 
find out about where we're going to be located, when, and all that, it will be like in our website. Uh, we have the food truck basically calendar right there, and we just post like the days and the addresses wherever mm-hmm. we're going to be. And social media, like we are always posting there as well, like we're going to be here, we're going to be there. Um, that's about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we basically, our website or social media, that's probably our best, uh, best places to know where we're going to be. Awesome. I will put the details on how to find El Marimero in the description of this episode. Arturo, muchas gracias for joining me today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. I wish you nothing but success. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussain. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Subscribe, listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow, share, listen on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.